Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. We are certainly pleased that you are choosing to spend a moment or two with us. I know some people can barely wait um, until we get the next one out. <laughs> some people can barely stand that we put another one out. So I'm not sure. maybe we should call it barely. Barely. <laughs> blind leading the barely. Yeah. Yep. Or something like that. Barely, barely, barely leading, leading the blind. blind. There it is. <laughs> wow. Both of our brains triggered that at the same time. Yeah, not unusual. Not unexpected. We are coming to you just so you know. Um, this 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 particular missive is being recorded. Ooh, what would Paul what would Paul's podcast be like? Anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, from the basement of B Ministries here in the lovely Studio B, um, we have described it within an nth of itself. Therefore, we shan't describe it more. Uh, but we still are at 193 East Church Street, Marion, Ohio. And if you can tell me the zip code, I will congratulate you heartily. You mean you don't want to describe it in further detail like the, the one creepy fluorescent light that functions when we turn it on? No. I don't want to. It bothers me. The the non-trimmed window. <laughs> well, I, that's why my back is to it. <laughs> because if I were facing it, I would be shuddering the whole time. I would just be twitching. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, Lord. The horse is already dead. The cart's already in the ditch. <laughs> we haven't even made it a full minute in, have we? A couple, it, two minutes in. Here bring we out go. your dead. <laughs> Merely a flesh wound. Um, Mr. Wilson, if someone were inclined to want to contact us to speak with us, how might they do that? Well, they should probably seek counseling. <laughs> However, if, if you just want to go right ahead on and do that, we are on Facebook at... Uh, first name, blind leading, all one word. Last name, the blind, all one word. I understand we also have a Gmail account somewhere. I mean, on Gmail. Somewhere, specifically on Gmail. What's the, G- what's, what's the email address? <laughs> if you would like to send us an email, the email address is blindpod at gmail.com. Yes. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Wow. That was so professional. That was like, you know, radio voice and everything. B is in Barry, L is in Larry, I is in Airy. <laughs> Irene. Irene. Good night, Irene. No, I was thinking Irene. You know, she's Jamaican Irene. I caught it. He broke it. I caught it. He broke it. I didn't it. even touch it. He broke I caught it. it in midair. My microphone has fallen across, fallen off of the table. I believe, believe the mount has exploded. I believe it has too. Uh, carry on for a I moment. I would love to carry I'll on. Whilst I mute my microphone and attempt to fix it. Carry on. Ladies and gentlemen, it wouldn't be a good podcast without this, would it? There we go. Now that he's off. Ooh, ooh, that sounds so much better without his microphone. Maybe I'll just sneak in and do the podcast and no one will know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there'd be some technological difficulties, but I can just call up Florida Pete and he can talk me through it. Uh, <laughs> um, we were pleased uh, last night. Uh, Pete was evidently at the uh, Florida Duke basketball game. Yep, mm-hmm, that's what we call it. And um, uh, Florida just handed them their hats and said, what's your hurry? And uh, yeah, which was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Everybody hates Duke. But uh, yeah, we're we're glad to pass on our our, our hatred of Duke um, to Mr. Florida Pete, our friend, Mr. Florida Pete. Um, Mr. Workman is working as though he's going to weld a tank car back together. I'm waiting on the visor to come down so he can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> he just nodded. For those of you that don't have video, oh wait, that's everybody. Um, we're, okay, now more pieces fell off. It's going to actually be sort of interesting to watch this. At this point, he is um, attaching the uh, foot pad to the table and uh, looking. all the noises that you hear are him rattling around. Um, oh, we could do it like golf. He steps up to the table. He has the bat in his hand. He slides it securely onto the table. 
This looks like a four turn from here. That's the problem is that it's not securely on the table. It's not. Yeah. Um, we are always, of course, hoping that someone will talk to us. Um, we do occasionally get texts from those of us, uh, from, from those people who, um, uh, who know us and have our phone numbers. I had a question in the last day or two about, are we going to do more on creation? And when I quizzed that individual and said, uh, there wasn't a plan, why do you ask? And their response was, oh, just curious. Now let me, without calling this individual out by name, oh, I was waiting on you, um, <laughs> to say, why did you ask? If you asked, I assume you have some reason that you would like to know. Are there rabbit holes that you would like um, us to drift off and travel down? Are there particular topics that are of concern to you or that you think would be, uh, it would be good to talk about in today's world, which is, well, not creation based. Let's just put it that way. So um, that's one of those things. We're also, we, we may or may not be continuing on in uh, Matthew with the Sermon on the Mount. Um, just kind of looking for feedback. What do y'all want to hear? And if, you know, of course, there is one problem. If someone asks us, then we try to use their, try not to use their name, Dylan, because what happens is Dylan, I mean, not, I mean, a particular individual then becomes somewhat offended by the fact that we don't say his name repeatedly, even though he asked us a question as Dylan did and, and continued then, but then said that why he feels like we throw him under the bus. The bus must be named Dylan. Um, I believe that at this point, almost. We, are, we, we are almost returning ourselves to a two-person podcast. I suspect that all of you will be extremely pleased when that happens because, um, well, I'm not Johnny Fever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And we're back. There we go. Isn't that lovely? No, I just got to not touch it. The problem is, is that I shift around so much while we're doing this, mm -hmm. I can't sit still. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly moving mm -hmm. this boom arm back and forth mm -hmm. to wherever my head is now. And you just loosen it up and it falls off. Oh my goodness. It's we about got, to again. I know. That's Stop I'm just not touching touch it. it. Um, <clears throat> note to self, we need to look into some... Uh, Drill mounts. Some Yeah, some mounts that actually bolt through the table. Yes, exactly. So Instead of the ones that clamp on the less than inch overhang of the table. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, oh, I can make that work. <clears throat> All right. Well, now that I'm back, thanks for uh, entertaining the public. Well, I was, I don't know if it was entertaining, but I rambled for a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now that we're back and everything's good, I believe that it is time for Mr. Wilson. Tell us about the dead report. You know, this week it's a very small dead report. Okay. But it is moderately significant. Um, Melinda Dillon has passed away. My guy. Well, it's a lady. <laughs> That's a woman. <laughs> that woman right there. <laughs> now, who, you ask, was Melinda Dillon? Who, I ask, was Melinda Dillon? There we go. Nice to have participation. Uh, well, first off, most people will remember her as the mother on A Christmas Story. Yes, 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 yes. Um, she had other roles in her career, mm -hmm. um, but one that I think is always surprising when I think of it, and as I was reminded of it not long ago, she was in the movie Slapshot. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Yes. <clears throat> um, Paul Newman, one of the stars of the movie, had a liaison. Liaison. And liaison with her. Yes, it was just, it. yeah. Don't recommend you go out and see Slapshot at all. Unless you just want to watch the Hanson brothers, who are my guys. <laughs> Crack me up. Wait, the little blonde boys? The triplets. Had the... the triplets with the race cars? Oh, no, I was talking about the triplets that had the band. No. Mm -bop, doo -ba -ba -doo -bop. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, same name. Oh, three, three, three Hanson brothers? Yeah, the three, yeah. It was good. Oh, they're great. They got into a fight before the puck dropped. <laughs> they're standing there waiting on the puck to well, drop. Well, that's how you knew All it's a good and bloody. That's how you knew it's a it's it's a good hockey game. It was. Yes, exactly. So that was fun. That was fun. 
So, yeah, that is the extent of the dead report. That's it? That is it. One? Now, I did see a fake report that Chuck Norris died, but I did not believe it. (laughs) (sighs) I can't even imagine someone would, you know, send that out there because no one is going to believe it. (laughs) Oh, death dies. And the meek shall inherit the Chuck Norris because he'll still be here. The other side will be Keith Richards. It's going to be two halves of two hemispheres. Wow. Keith Richards and Chuck Norris. Wow. You know, at one time I would have thrown the queen in there too, but sadly. Mm -hmm. She's dead. She did. Mm -hmm. She pushing up the daisies. Yep. More for her to make more hats with. Anyway. Along with the Rothschilds and Colonel Sanders. R.I.P. Colonel. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, if that's all the dead. That is all the dead there is. Well, then that brings us into news. I love news. How are you on news tonight? What do I'm, you have for news? Oh, oh, I have good news. Do you? Bring I, up some good news. I have news good there. news. Show me some good news. Talk to me. Well, this good news uh, is courtesy of... Now, normally, a lot of my news comes from uh, Channel 10 out of down there in Columbus. Yes, sir. This here news is uh, a little closer to home. This here news is uh, local News. Oh, really? This comes from courtesy of the Marion County Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. in the Marion County Police Department. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the Marion City Police Department. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, <clears throat> February 2nd was when this happened. Mm-hmm. So, we're a day or two off. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just waiting on you. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Marion Police made an arrest on February 2nd, 2023, after investigating a complaint about cameras being placed in a restroom at the Marion YMCA. Yes. And another restroom at the Marion campus of Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. The Marion Police Department is being assisted in this investigation by the Marion County Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. and the Ohio State University Police Department. Mm-hmm. It appears from the investigation that the cameras had only been in place for a brief time before being located. Mm -hmm. At this point in the investigation, only three people appear to have been captured on the illegal cameras. None of which were me. (laughs) The Marion Police Department is in the process of notifying those three individuals of the incident. Uh, They arrested a young man who was only 18 years of age, Mm -hmm. uh, and he was charged with voyeurism, which is a felony of the fifth degree, by the way. My goodness. And this one kind of threw me for a loop. Interception of a wire or oral communication. Oh, sure. Which is a felony in the fourth degree. Wow. And taken to, and he was taken to the multi-county correctional center. Uh, a quote from police chief Jay McDonald says, This crime subjected several people to an absolute invasion of privacy. I am grateful that the suspect has been caught and will face the consequences for the choice he made to commit this crime. Oh, did they take the cameras down? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because I'm <clears throat> about to get, you know, my Medicare B. Get them and silver sneakers going well, on I get that the silver sneakers thing and I just go into the YMC. I fix this problem. I, you know, I do my little dance right in front of that camera. That fella never want to do that again. <laughs> I'll teach you. You'll be know exactly uh, where he is. He'll be screaming, my eyes. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, the Marion County, or sorry, the Marion City Police Department always suggests being on the lookout for cameras in private places. <laughs> Um, officers advise that hidden cameras are often designed to look like regular household devices, but these things can be checked to see if they're an actual camera. How do we do such a thing? Well, the first telltale sign is a light that is out of place. Officers also encourage the public to check Wi-Fi scanning applications to see how many networks are operating in that location. Every camera will have a small amount of reflective glass Mm -hmm. from the lens that may be observable to someone looking for a hidden camera. Mm-hmm. If you find a hidden camera in a private space, contact your local law enforcement. Okay. There you go. That's there, my news. There are no cameras here. Not in this room. No. Not yet. 
Well, just just wait till we fix that little problem. <laughs> then, then we'll have Brian Lovell from the Marion County Sheriff's <laughs> Department come in. We should have Brian as a guest Wouldn't on the podcast. Wouldn't he be a blast? Wouldn't that be a hoot? Oh, he's, I'd love talking to that cat. He is so much fun. He'd be great. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's my news. Well, I have one. Now, I, I, I ran across an article that had 22 listings of Florida man and crazy things that he yes. did. Yes, I saw that article. He has done. However, I have settled on this little bit of news. Is it the one that you have to uh, outline and chalk your way around so you don't say bad things? Uh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. That one I just told you because I can. Okay. there's no way I can make that one happen. Okay. This incident in Claremont at a Publix store. It's a grocery store. Uh-huh. The incident happened in broad daylight just after 2 p.m. on Tuesday in afternoon. broad daylight. Broad daylight. Broad. As opposed to a seasoned woman daylight. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is a... Okay. The arrest report states that a trooper saw a woman later identified as 56-year-old Lisa Ann Sloan of Okoe shouting and waving a pitchfork and a whip outside the supermarket's main entrance. All right. She was asked to stop, refused, at which point she was handcuffed. Store manager was able to gain a little more ins- uh, give a little more insight. She revealed that Sloan had been trying to sell teddy bears behind the store, but had suddenly started to scream and run around with the weapons. She was also accused of stabbing a man's minivan with the pitchfork. Trooper continued to state in his report that Sloan was highly intoxicated. <laughs> Highly intoxicated on some sort of stimulant drug when she was arrested. Nuh-uh. She even told the trooper that she felt no pain anymore and that God was in control. She is now. There you go. She filled faith. In the Lake County Jail, charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon <laughs> a hay fork. Oh, that's an annoying noise in my ear. So there you go, straight out of Florida. Oh my gosh! Isn't that fun, Pete? <laughs> get a do. hold of you. Get a hold of your people. How do you do it? How do you do it, Pete? By the way, for those of you wondering what this noise is, I have figured out a way to make the little piece that fell off of my microphone stand into a symbol. <sighs> and you have no idea how excited I am about that. <laughs> I t- you want to mention chalk outline again? <laughs> Hit that. Every time you start to space out while we're podcasting and you don't know, you sort of space out. I'm just going to be like, ding. Oh, it broke. And I'll, I'll just come up. I'll come out swinging. <laughs> it's round two already. Ding, ding. <laughs> no more tapioca. No more tapioca. Oh, I made fig bars. Why, why don't I have one in front of me right well, now? I don't know, because I'm a terrible friend. I am selfish and inconsiderate. Accurate. That's kind of true. <laughs> Asher so, ate them all, didn't and, he? And, well, he had part of one, and he decided that figs might be good. Oh, yeah? Mm. He dug it? He dug it. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Is he still making the face I taught him? Um, I, I have not today, because today was one of those days when it, it was necessary to... Sit on the boy just a little bit. Well, just don't put all your weight on him. He's still little. I know. I know. Well, he could probably take me at this point. <laughs> Aim for the hip. But we don't hit great granddad. No, we do not. No, we do no, not. No, we do not. <laughs> not ever. Nope. So, if you make it through the first one, there's a long line of people who might throttle you afterwards. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I'm a big fan of encouraging uh, young boys to have respect. Oh, me too. And learn for where, all adults. Learn mm-hmm. where the nine, where, where the line is. Yeah. Anyhow, um, is that all the news you got? That is that is the news. I'm trying to limit it. Okay. See what you did, Dylan. Now we can't have more than one news. That's all the news. Boy, Guess what? It just seems somewhat anticlimactic, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Okay. That's well, I mean, that's what you get when you, when we got to try to roll through these things. We got to try to limit what we're doing. Got to try to cut it off, man. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, fine. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. <gasps> fun facts. <sighs> I guess I should change the name to fun fact. Yes, we should now because we're fact. truncating everything. Fact. Yes. Not multiples. You know, I am going over to Dylan's house to watch Super Bowl. As am I. We should be very aware that we were probably allowed one news item during the game and one fun fact during the game. Mm. And not say anything else. Mm. Yes. Probably shouldn't. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I still have my seat there, so. Yeah. Uh, and I will throw anyone out of it who is there. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> That is my seat. And I am in that house. That is my seat. Okay. (laughs) I have thrown his dog out of that seat multiple times. The throne. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, my fun fact is... I'll start with a question. Okay. Do you know, perhaps, why barns are usually painted red? At one point, I think I did know. Well, I'll tell you. Please do. Hundreds of years ago... Pardon me. Yep, that was two of them. Back to back. I didn't do it in the microphone. You're welcome. Burp a lot. Hundreds of years ago, farmers painted their barns with linseed oil mm-hmm. to help seal the wood and keep it from rotting. Mm-hmm. Rust was mixed with the oil to keep fungi and moss from growing on the wood. Mm-hmm. This turned the oil red. Barns today are still painted red in honor of that tradition. It's the color we expect nowadays, isn't it? Barn red. It's even the color, barn red. Mm-hmm. That's it pretty is. cool. Hmm. wonder if they still put rust in it. I doubt it. Is that rust-oleum? I doubt it. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah, I doubt it. All right. Your fun fact? Oh, I get one, too? Yeah. I thought we were just one per... Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, no, I get one, too? Okay. Yeah. Um... Part of the joys of being old, or ish, <laughs> somewhat, is that sometimes you don't sleep so well. Yes. Does that mean I'm older? I, well, you're not as old as I am, but, you know. Anyway, so there I was, and I had talked to God, and we prayed, and I prayed a little bit. Now, we, I mean, not he and I, I prayed to him, so I guess it was a we, and never mind. But um, I still wasn't sleeping, so I started scrolling through stuff. And I fell into a series of hockey videos, <laughs> minor league hockey videos. Oh, man. Um, hockey is one of the greatest sports. Sometimes these guys just do not take themselves seriously. Here is what I saw. Now, you've all seen goalie fights, yes? Where the goalies go at it. Yeah. Okay. Which is really kind of funny. They come lumbering out and go at yeah. each other with 5,000 pounds of padding on. Mm-hmm. You know, they shuck their gloves, but that's it. Yeah. It would take too long to get the rest of the pads off. <laughs> yes. I watched a video of an all-goalie team. Six guys on the ice, all in goalie gear, skating and shooting it like a game. What? It was a... An absolute. How is that even physically possible? It was moving. It was slow motion. Well, yeah. They were not scootabooting, but they was really a hoot to watch. That's crazy. So much fun. The other thing, and this is the one that really, I just kind of sat there and stared at it for a while. Almost everyone on the ice was involved in a fight. Now, of course, some of them were just the, you know, the sweater tugging sort of thing. Not not really going at it. (laughs) But this had to be set up. In any case, all the guys are going out, and the two goalies skate out to center ice. And people sort of stop, start looking. Even the refs were looking. And the goalies looked at each other, nodded their head like, you want to go, want to go? And they both dropped their gloves and did rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) (laughs) It was spectacular. (laughs) 
No, they had had to have some sort of communication prior to. Oh, but yeah. isn't that great? That's just hilarious. watching it was a hoot. Yeah. So there you go. That's your fun fact. That is a oh boy. Why is that's a fact? Because I seen it, and it was fun. Therefore, making it a fun fact. Well, didn't you share a fun fact a while back that says now they can make you do whatever they want you to do on videos on the internet now, and it doesn't even have to be you. Oh, AI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you know it's real? Oh, well, that's it. My whole universe is one of unreality. <laughs> okay, Dr. Phil. <laughs> He's leaving the air, too. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah, he's shutting down the show. Really? Mm. Why? I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I mean, I watched like one episode 15 years ago and went, ah, that's stupid. <laughs> You know what used to be one of my favorite things to watch? By the way, Jerry Springer. Uh, uh, well, we're almost done with that. I want to. I want to share one thing. Um, so my daughters play on a basketball team, uh, Gilly Christian Eagles. The junior high team tonight has clinched their conference. Ah, very good. They have won the conference. Well done. Congratulations, State ladies. State tournaments begin next week. Yes, they do. That's Con- cool. Conference champions, junior high. I'm very pleased. Get after it. Get yeah. it done. Way to go, girls. All right, that concludes Fun Facts. What was I about to say? I have no idea. I started to say something, and then I I had to say that, or else I was going to forget. Well, now you made me forget what you were going to say. Oh, by the way, Pete, he texted me here a minute ago. Yes, Libby is the uh, library <laughs> over, overdrive <laughs> program. I mean, I'll text you and tell you here in a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Libby is for ebooks, right? Yeah, it's like a library Kindle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put your library card in, and you mm-hmm. can you can rent books uh, on your device. They're freebies, like the library. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, it's like having the public library in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Libby. Not really, but hey, if you want to give us money, give us money. Um, <laughs> We need new mic stands. Evidently. <laughs> uh, and probably new mics. Yeah. These ones are pretty well, busted. <laughs> well, I'm pretty old, so a new mic is probably kind of in order. <laughs> wow. What? A new mic. I uh, see what you did there. Yeah, that was pretty clever, yeah. wasn't it? Uh-huh. Way to put the angel on the food cake. I'm the... Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I'm going to think about angel food cake. I don't even like angel food cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the cotton candy of baked goods. <laughs> you I'm, don't like cotton candy I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of cotton. I mean, I'll eat it. I love cotton But candy. it's not. I don't have. I'm just, I'm just not a sugar guy so much. Me either anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, that happens. <laughs> Isn't it fun to get older? No, it's not. And find out that the things that you used to do in great <sighs> quantities are now not good for you. And make you feel yucky? He's upset. I am. He got the sugar. He almost got the sugar. I, I'm right on the edge of getting the sugar. So, yeah. Keep it up and I'm going to ring that bell. You can ring my <laughs> bell. Ring my, my bell. bell. <laughs> That's the other thing that I should not do in the middle of the night is start looking up old <laughs> funk and soul videos. It's a hoot. Oh. oh, my goodness. Speaking of old videos, my wife was busting down some Rita Springer in the kitchen while she was washing dishes the other day. Mm-hmm. My kids were like, what are you listening to? It's like, you <laughs> shut your mouth, son. That is an anointed woman of God right there. You shut your face beautiful thing by the way did it ever occur to you i mean i just wondered because we just made it all the way through news and fun facts and we didn't talk about sports once i did well you your fun fact was hockey yeah but we didn't do any sports news okay super bowls this weekend not the Bengals. that's okay (laughs) but i'm just wondering i have a question for you did it ever occur to you that my guy greg maddox Uh uh-huh was really out here throwing like wiffle balls. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. <laughs> the break on some yeah. of stuff. So nasty. It's crazy. <laughs> like hard left turns. Yeah. At 
92 mile an hour. Like, <laughs> how do you get a ball to do that? Yeah. Was it Maddox that said the the, the quote that I, I, I just keep reading? It said, I don't have to fool you. In fact, I will tell you exactly what I'm going to throw. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an 89 mile an hour splitter. Yep. And you will not swing at it. Yep. And you won't swing at it. You'll look it all the way to the glove. Yes. <laughs> You'll swear it's going foul the whole time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pitchers and catchers report next week, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Spring training is about among us. Yep. Um, Well, what are we going to talk about? We, you know, you got to quit rambling or people are going to shut this thing off. Talk about something meaningful. Well, you and I talked about three or four things before we started. Yeah. Um, One of those was church organization. Mm hmm. Um, one of those was submission. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, here, you know what? Let's just do a conglomerate. Okay. Let's just hit on a couple of these topics. Okay. A little bit on each one. I think we've talked we'll about them in our the way past, through. but I we'll think just so. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of these are revisits. Okay. But we'll just kind of hit them a little bit here and there. And ladies and gents, if anything in here piques your interest, Rings your bell, as it were. I won't send us. <laughs> almost sent him into another fit. Uh, uh, send us an email or such communications and say, "Hey, I like that. Talk about that more. Want to know about that more?" Yes. Um, so anyway, church organization. What we were discussing was I, I had been in a previous conversation today uh, about how churches are uh, structure their leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're not all the same, right? I don't think so. Well, I know they're not all the same and the same office, same name of a church office, if you want to put that or sure, position sure, sure. is different in different churches. I know that it is. Yeah. yeah. Like well, Deacon, for example. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I guess the question I would have is, is there a biblical mandate for how a church is supposed to be structured in that way um, outside of the old testament priests yeah we're not going there. <laughs> okay melchizedek <laughs> um in a way yes I, I guess yes there is um but i think people get all caught up in what their positions are before we get to that I think people get all caught up about the organization in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Being right or wrong. Right. Being whether it even should be organized. Right? Well, yeah, but anarchy doesn't exactly do well in a, <laughs> in a church setting. Right, right, right. Um, you know, yeah. every man doing as he thinks best. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, there's a scripture about Something that. Something about that, yeah. There's a scripture about that. Mm-hmm. There is a way that seems right to a man, and that way leads to? Anarchy. Death. Or death. Death. Same thing. <laughs> well, it's just, it just reminded me, because I, I had a conversation with somebody in the last couple of days, and they were asking me about um, how to spend money, uh, how the church would spend money on a particular thing. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, no, 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 don't. And they said, well, I just thought I'd ask you because you're, you know, part of council. And I will, no, 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 you have to go ask the man. We have a senior pastor, um, and that is the man who will determine what money is spent. Yep. And Or a good place to start would be the treasurer, the guy who handles the money. Right. <laughs> but, but yes, and, and, and so it was like, I don't have anything. I mean, I I won't say I don't have anything to do with the money, but I, you know, I'm one of the the five six people that keep an eye on it. Sure, uh, but that's just because that's what that kind of of transparency is important uh, in any organization for the protection of the leadership. I'm done. You can talk <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
No, I will not follow you down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> not be, because bones. you because you sound like William Shatner. <laughs> There's someone on the wing. Some thing. Uh, As Christopher Walken comes dancing down the aisle, go ahead <laughs> on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I don't even remember. Oh, money. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciate, particularly about our church, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's still a thing. I don't pay that much attention when I walk through the building anymore. But it used to be that uh, once a month there was a budget that was posted on the bulletin board for all to see, for anyone who wanted to look at it so they could see where the church money was going. Yes. Um, and it was, you know, in the spirit of that transparency. Yeah. So that, because a lot of people look at churches and they go, oh, a bunch of money hungry people. That's all they do is ever ask for money. And it's like, well, okay, here's where your money's going. We have a statement and it, you know, here's what came in. Here's what went out. And, and yes, if, if we had someone on the council who was, you know, like recording things that happened and and writing them down and keeping minutes and sort of keeping track of things like that and might want to put that up on the bulletin board, but hasn't. (laughs) I was under the assumption that we had such a person. Well, I suppose we do. But evidently, (laughs) I'm wiggling in my chair. He's a dilettante. And it's one of those things I keep thinking, I need to do that. I need to do that. And then I was getting ready to do it about a month and a half ago. And I went down and went, you know, getting ready to do it. And and the printer, I had a printer problem. So I was getting ready. I said, okay, what? And I got the printer problem fixed after a week or two because it was more than just, you know. Yeah, ink cartridge. Reset. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. And um, and (laughs) I didn't do it. It's my fault. Oh. So you're the guy. So, so who's you supposed to do that. You have actually pointed me out oh. and raised me on a and look at that and petard. I, and I didn't even know that you have hoisted me on a petard. I've hoisted you upon a petard. Mm-hmm. So yes, but there is uh, there is a lot of transparency about how money is spent. People, I mean, yes, there are several people that are tasked with um, purchasing things. Like, as an example, drinks for the welcome center. Sure. Um, or when there are camps, there are people that are tasked with going and getting and purchasing sure. things. Yeah, you go to the store, you buy a whole you know, truckload of food to feed the right, feed. massive amounts of teenagers that are going to be at camp which, for a week. Right. Right. Um, but that's just one part of the organization of what goes on. Sure. That's, yeah, I don't want to go too far down the, the you know, money hole because that's, that's a whole nother episode. Well, then we start opening up drywall, and there's bills behind yep. there. And, then, and, you, yes, and yeah. then you end up in a church in, what is it, Texas? Mm-hmm. Yep, there? exactly. Yeah. And you just go in the bathroom, knock a hole in the wall, and there's just stacks of money in the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still um, cracks me up. Anyway, I, um, I have been told that that was a false news report. I'm sure it could be. I'm sure it could be as well. Yeah. Um, so it's let's talk about talk church about. organization. People call, you know, a lot of churches have a senior minister or um, or or a pastor. Called a senior pastor yep. sometimes. Um, as here. Um, and that individual a lot of times is seen as the is the ultimate authority, ultimate earthly authority. Yeah, in the organization of the church. Yep. Um, is there biblical precedence for that? Ish. Ish. No organization can exist without some sort of, for lack of a better phrase, chain of command. Yep. Um, if your boss decides to go AWOL, and everybody on the shop floor just decides to do what they want to do that day. Nothing will be accomplished. Right. Authority must fall to the next in line. Yes. So it's it's important that there is 
uh, like in ours, you know, we, we do have a senior pastor and he is um, the spiritual authority of the church. Sure. Um, he does manage uh, the vast majority of the organizational things of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have a council that is uh, there for some uh, degree of accountability. Yeah. Um, and to and to just kind of just oversight, just kind of keeping an eye on things. Sure. And on occasion, senior pastor will come and say, "Hey, what about this?" And then there will be a discussion, and then we will, you know, the, that thing will move forward or not. Sure. Some churches have boards of elders, like elder, as in like elder ring. And like elves? No, more like Elder Barry. Ooh, sour. Which would be a cousin of Mary Barry, by the way. That would be Elder Barry. Anyway. You done done it now. Yeah, I did it. You done I done, done it done now, I son. I it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I just, in the last 10 seconds. I know, me too. It's all put together already. It, it just came to me. Anyway. Um, that board of elders in a lot of places is the authority of the church, even over the senior minister. I grew up in a church like that. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the part that I, you know, in the discussion I was having earlier today, that's the part that I'm not super familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. That's I'm pretty sure that's how the church operated that I grew up in. But I was yes. never old enough. I didn't, you know, I I never, I was a kid, so I didn't really pay attention to how adults did things, you know, and they had, you know, council meetings and Mm. blah, 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 and voting for church council and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I never really knew how any of that worked. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's, they are the authority. They hire the senior minister. Um, and they oversee things that go on in the church, like the money or, you know, just, just whatever happens, um. And they are, in, in the church that I grew up in, not only were they administrative, but they were, they were kind of the spiritual leaders of the church. Um, they, were, they were men that um, I think people could go to and talk about things. Um, and, and they provide some degree of, you know, spiritual counsel. Um, in the church I grew up in, these men were elected which I still to this day have a little bit of a problem with. But there were certain uh, people and things that were elected in the church I grew up in as mm-hmm. well. Same with deacons. Yep. Um, you know, and, and uh, it, it's interesting. Um, deacons are seen as kind of the servants or the doers, the hands and feet mm-hmm. of the elders, I think, in a lot of places. Um, deacons in the Catholic Church... Um, they are the same as priests. They take vows. They are, uh, are responsible or are, are, are authorized to perform many of the sacraments. The difference is um, that they are permitted to be married if they are already married. If for some reason their spouse passes away, um, then they are to remain celibate. That's a deacon in a Catholic church. So you basically take the vows, go, I'm not going to dump my wife. I'm here to help and serve. And if she goes, well, then I am a, a kind of like a lay priest. Whoa. Yeah. I couldn't it's handle a that. very serious thing. I'm not even going to lie. I could not handle that, not even a little bit. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I knew a guy who, who did that. He was deacon. Very devout. Very, very, and then there's counseling. There's, you know, you wind up talking with monsignors and priests, and the bishop actually ordains them, very much like they, they would a priest. Hmm. Um, but they are the hands and feet of of a lot of Catholic parishes. Huh. So, again, is is there biblical support for these offices? Yes, they're mentioned. Are they? Um, yeah, a de- deacons are mentioned. Okay. Um, church I grew up in actually had deaconesses. Yeah, 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 for sure. And they were responsible <clears throat> for cleaning and filling the grape juice and <laughs> filling the grape juice in little cups for Sunday morning communion and breaking up the crackers. The church I went to, the associate pastor, the assistant pastor, was a woman. Mm-hmm. And she was 
Fire. Really? Oh, boy. She would fire. That yeah. woman would preach your head off. Now, <clears throat> we, we talk about biblical, and I, and I could be wrong about this because I'm kind of working out of my head. I mean, off right. my memory here. Yeah, it's not like we pulled out our Greek lexicon and went through Scripture and was no. like, where is this at? Right. I'll tell you something about that later. Well, anyway, I took, I took out my Greek New Testament from my phone. I got rid of it. Really? So it was not a distraction to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big deal. Well, for yeah. me. Well, for you it is, yeah. Mr. Yeah. I went to Bible college. Right, yeah. So it's gone. Yeah. It is not immediately available, which is good. Um, the it's Bible. funny because I just downloaded one. Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Can I help Cause you? I, cause Can I, I help you with cause, it? Because I found myself going, I don't know what these words mean. <laughs> I right. need to know. And, and no, I think it's valuable. I just, I just did it because I found myself, even sometimes on Sunday morning, popping up the Greek New Testament and reading whatever passage was up there, reading it. And why am I doing that? I don't know. It wasn't to double check anybody. It wasn't to like, oh, I think he's using <laughs> no, that word I, wrong. I really think it's just, I, I, for you, having known you as long as I have, I really think it's just how your brain processes things. It does. You've, that's how your, that's your method of study. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, I've, I've known you long enough that you, uh, particularly if there's an interesting nugget there, that if you know what that word is, then it might it opens some, open things, some up. things up in the scripture. That's how your brain works, man. I, I get it. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wanted to, I, I, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, there are apostles, there are teachers. Yep. Um, and all the, uh, sure, the, sure. the kind of roles. Sure. And I think in the early church, I, th- I think that this, the elders, as we talk about them, were really the authority in the church. Yeah. And there were peoples that peoples that preached and teached and, um, you know, did those kinds of public speaking kinds of things under the auspices of the elders and what was going on. Remember, remember at that point, there's not a whole, <laughs> there's not a New Testament. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right. What? My brain juices are flowing. Are we um, are we wrong to have offices in the modern church? Is that not good? Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to stir up a conversation here. <laughs> um, no, so check it out. So, um, the conversation I was having today, the person went through and uh, described. Uh, how their church is set up mm-hmm. and described that in their opinion that it was the correct way mm-hmm. that a church should be organized mm-hmm. top fr- from top down as far as w- uh, which direction authority flows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't say anything in the conversation just because I was listening mm-hmm. and learning. Um and I found it interesting in compare, and, and I've talked to people before because I've had people, there have been people that have visited here who have spent their life, their Christian life in other churches, mm-hmm. denominational churches mm-hmm. and such. And uh, they get really freaked out about how there seems to be a great lack of that. Or you mean because we're a little loosey-goosey? Well, because there's not a complete, an utter structure of this is the right way to do it. Oh, um, yeah. And on purpose, by the way. But it is. And, and I, and I describe our church to people often as, you know, kind of a science experiment of what would happen if we just love God mm-hmm. and love people mm-hmm. and don't worry about the rest of the stuff and let the rest of this stuff just kind of get taken care of. Right. Either by willing servants, willing people, yeah. or just like God, he's going to handle it. Right. Does there have to be some sort of order? Yes, there does. You can't yes. just have complete chaos. Right. Right. But does everybody need their own little office with a name tag and, you know, uh, your own special pew with your name on the side of it? Mm-hmm. And a parking spot. In your parking spot. Um, you know, it. That's where I think we get messed up in the modern church is that mm-hmm. we've, we've attached so much value 
to these trivial things in church organization titles mm-hmm. and in attaching meaning and value to, to titles and placeholdings mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and mm-hmm. in reality, one of the things I said today, and it actually, I think it may have struck the person a little sideways. <clears throat> Apologize for the throat. But uh, one of the things I said was, uh, well, you know, I said, something occurred to me somewhere in my mid-20s. And that was that uh, for most of my teenage years, I was under the understanding that there were clergy and parishioners. Yes. And then there were lay ministers that were somewhere in between. People that did stuff at the church, Sunday school teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, singers and things like that in the Mm -hmm. church. People Mm -hmm. that were sort of, in my brain, a little higher than the average congregate, yeah, right? Yeah, <clears throat> People who do stuff other than sit in a pew on Sunday mornings, right? Right. right. Um, and then somewhere in my mid-20s, it occurred to me that it doesn't have to be that way. Right. That what would happen <clears throat> if you have, you know, you have a senior pastor, you have a board of elders that sort of keep an eye on everything, and then you have what I would classify as lay ministers, right? People who are in authority over a specific ministry or task in the church, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we have a whole hand, a whole slew of youth pastors around here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you, like I am in charge of the worship ministry on Sunday mornings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have people that are in charge of uh, doing uh, Sunday school classes, right? You have people, right. we have our connect groups on Wednesday nights and right. each one of those groups is kind of like its own little church, right? Yes. Like you yes. have people that are in authority there and all those people fall under the authority of the elders. Right. And the older folks, and it's not even the el- like the people specifically on the council. It's the older people, right? The elders, the people who are seasoned, the people who've been serving Jesus longer than you. Yes, shut your mouth and learn. Which is about everybody here in my case. <laughs> um, but it's it's it it freaks people out when you suggest that there might not be a difference between those people. And I said something to that effect, and it kind of freaked the person out. I said, "Listen, the way that it's the way that it's set up is such that you have oversight, not overreach." Oh, that's a good way to put it. You have uh, bumpers on the bowling alley. You have fences on mm-hmm. the field, right? Mm-hmm. You have guardrails on the road. Mm-hmm. Anybody and everybody has an opportunity to step into ministry in any one of those situations. Absolutely. Anybody and everybody. There is no pre-qualification. You need to love Jesus. Okay, that's the pre-qualification, right? Um, but, and, and if you are brand spanking new to the faith, might we suggest that someone walk alongside you and help you out for the first little bit? Before we just turn you loose, ministering to people? Or try to help you learn and understand. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I have direct personal experience with that. Right. I mean, absolute. And so many people look at that as, uh, as like a, well, well, I mean, I've heard people say it flat out that, well, you guys talk a lot around here about how uh, anybody can get involved around here. But every time I try to get involved, everybody just wants to tell me what to do. And what's your response? Which to leads that? me into my next topic I want to talk about for just a couple minutes, and that is submission. Mm-hmm. Funny how they go together. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the other side of this conversation I had today was about submission, mm-hmm. and uh, I know we talk about that a lot around here, but I, it's so important to understand that. I'll, I've said it a thousand <clears throat> times. I'll say it again: submission to authority is not a bad thing and it does not have to be a bad thing it's not meant to be a bad thing it's not some evil word people think about submission as a bad thing Mm -mm. when in reality it's it's freeing it's protective it's protect sorry stop saying the word before he gets it out (laughs) yes Wilson it's protective uh, what else might it be? Uh, 
I'm afraid to talk now. <laughs> if you could see the look that I just shot him past the microphone, like, wow, bro. I'm just, <laughs> just, just grab my tongue right out of my mouth and shake it for me, please. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead and share with your all of your wisdom. I'm done. Of your years. I'm done. Of my years. Yeah, that, that white hair says that you have lots of wisdom. Uh, white hair says. According that to the Bible. I have genetic tendencies toward white genetic hair. Genetic tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the name of our new band? Genetic, genetic tendencies. tendencies. Oh, yes. First album, Double Helix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the B-side is mRNA. Um, <laughs> anyway. First single, deoxyribonucleic acid. <clears throat> uh, anyway, um, if you got any of those jokes... You're a nerd. You should probably <laughs> just outside, like we are. Go outside and talk to people once in a while. <laughs> just like we are. Yeah. Uh, no, listen. Yeah, uh, um, go for it. No, I was just going to say. <laughs> Get after it. There is no place in any person's life that they do not need to submit. Uh, there is, how do I say that better? Gooder. Good, more gooder. <laughs> more gooder. <laughs> Check my notes. Uh, <laughs> Everyone must submit at some point, some place in their life, all the time. It's necessary. I mean, my two-year, almost two-year-old great-grandson is learning that there are times when he must submit. Uh-huh. And it's it's difficult for him. Uh-huh. Um, you mean it doesn't come naturally, naturally to us oh, people? Absolutely not. I don't want to submit, but I am. I am learning that in the submission, there's a there is a level of dare I say protection, um, but there is there's the opportunity for freedom and for just obeying God, doing what He wants to do, and running around like a crazy man because I know that there are people who are looking out for what I'm doing, right, and who are willing to say, "You play too much." Stop. Let there be silence. It's okay. I've never said that. Oh, you have to. Oh, no, you haven't. Yeah, you did. I, I get locked onto something and I stay there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway. I, I might say play something different. You've been playing the same three notes for the last see, 20 minutes. That's what good leadership <laughs> does. I'm trying not to go jazz on it. And those same three notes in my head, I have... John Coltrane the entire worship song in my head. And I love it. And the guy and the guy and I are going, whoa, dude. Anyway. Um, Bring it back from 1965. Um, mm-hmm. So listen, uh, part, part of the, uh, the other part of the conversation I had earlier was uh, in talking about this in, in describing this freedom in protection that is in submission, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you, you know, people, and I've sort of talked about this before a long time ago. Um, people like to throw around the church world. They like to throw around this word anointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably doesn't mean what you think it means. Um, but anointing, and then, and then there's this other word that gets thrown around a lot called sanctification. Um, and then you have submission. Um, and those three things are uh, directly tied to each other, I believe. They function together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we understand anointing being a spiritual protection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a sort of a, a part and parcel of sanctification, Mm-hmm. Um, because the act of sanctification is to be set apart for a specific use. And that's, yeah, it's the um, purpose part right. of it. Yeah. Um, and, and in the anointing of the sheep's head with the oil was to protect them so that they will remain set apart mm-hmm. so that they won't be spoiled or blemished or blemished when it comes time to fulfill their purpose. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Give that a minute to let it soak. That's real deep. And I don't have time to talk about all of it right now. We have talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Just stop crawling off the altar. Go ahead. <laughs> but just just let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Um, rewind it. Listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But the other side of that is the submission part, right? And you were describing just a minute ago about how you can just run around and go crazy. Well, yeah, because there's that submission, you understand the protection, the, the uh, covering that's over you, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing that people don't understand about. They think that submission is about being held down. It's not. It's about running underneath the awning. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's, it's about shelter. Mm-hmm. It's about having a safe place mm-hmm. to grow and mm-hmm. not have to be pelted and be exposed outside of that, mm-hmm. right? I, to use the bumpers on the bowling alley, right? You have this giant lane to just keep slinging bowling balls, man, mm-hmm. till you get it right. Mm-hmm. That's what bumpers are for. Mm-hmm. They're there to keep you inside the lane so you don't hurt other people while you're learning. Or hurt yourself. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. <clears throat> I mean, a lack of submission, a refusal to submit to a, an authority or mm-hmm. to a covered mm-hmm. will directly affect that protection and that being set apart that we talked about with anointing and sanctification, right? It can. If left alone too long, it will. Yes. If you don't recognize it and fix it, it most definitely will. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that everybody who has a moment of, uh, you yeah. know, yeah. that's what I want to in your rear end yes. for a minute and you get all your up and your hair up on your back for a second. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about people who in their their hearts are hardened and they've mm-hmm. decided I will not submit. And they refuse. Right, cuz I know better. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sick of you holding me down. I'm going to go, well, you go and get it then. Well, you're stupid. You made a mistake. Therefore, I don't have to listen to you. Right. Um just so you know, guys, uh people that are in leadership over you are never going to be perfect. And if you expect them mm-hmm. to be perfect, mm-hmm. Um, well, then that's your fault because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're just as much of a human as you. Remember what I said earlier, there really isn't a separation between the people who are in the congregation being ministered to and the people doing the ministry. They, the difference is those who have submitted and those who haven't. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that to sound as accusatory as it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, I'll get the budget up on the <laughs> Agnes. Um. <laughs> Real quick, I want to make sure that people understand what I just mm-hmm. said. Go ahead. I don't, want to, I don't want that to be hurtful because I know that there are people who only go to church and who do not really minister in church, right? Huh. Now, what I meant by that was not to wag my finger at you that you are not submitting and you're not doing anything, therefore you suck. That's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, the opportunity is there for anyone to be in ministry, to do ministry, mm-hmm. whatever God has called you to do. But you must first submit yourself to him and his plan, find out what he wants you to do, figure out how that fits into your local body, which means you have to go to the people in authority there and say, I think this is what God's leading me to do. Mm-hmm. You never know. It might just be that you go say that and they go, holy crap, I've been praying for somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. Here, go hook up with this person over here and y'all mm-hmm. go get, get on that. I can point to several examples in this church in the last year that that has happened. That exact thing has happened. Yes. It happened with me when I showed up here. <laughs> I literally walked in the building and there was nobody in there but Pastor Mike and his dog. Mm-hmm. And they were hanging out and I was introduced myself and, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, it brings you up here. And, you know, of course, I didn't tell him I was following a female in church because that's exactly what I was doing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, we got to talking and I was so, well, you know, I was the drummer at my other church. And he goes, really? We've been praying for a drummer for months. Look, see, you're an answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. All right. I mean, that was kind of trippy. And he was like, problem is we ain't got a drum kit. I was like, well, all right then. <laughs> so I, we went and got an egg, and that's what I did. Really? I shook an egg to keep time with an acoustic <laughs> that's guitar. That's great. Yeah, that's how I got started. Uh, I but I, but I yeah. found a play. I, 
God made it painstakingly obvious that yeah. jump in and get involved right here. Yeah. Truth be told, that's why I was there. Because I knew that I had walked way, way far away from where I was at in ministry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I followed a girl here. I'm married to her now, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but God took that opportunity of my seeking mm-hmm. to show me. Mm-hmm. Jump in. Mm-hmm. Guys, you can do the same thing. Anybody listening to this right now can do the same thing. But it requires you to submit. You cannot... Any church that will just allow you to take off and do whatever you want inside the church with no oversight, get out of there. Right. Because it's bad. And and and, and find... Uh, in my experience, it was so wonderful because I am a naturally non-submitting person <coughs> like every other human being. But I had decades of practice of you non-submission. You got an extra dose of it? Yeah. I, I, I stayed in front of the door. I wasn't behind the door. But it's... um. <clears throat> I, I did not know how I didn't even know. In fact, I thought submitting was evil. But I was immediately cast in a role where, where people demand, not demanded, but required my submission. And I, people taught me how to do it, what it meant. Uh, even as I was kicking and fighting and screaming the whole way. Um, but I didn't quit, and I'm not even sure why. That's going to be a God thing. That's all. Yeah. All right. I think the horse is dead. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Call the stadies. Was Oops, that the- sorry, was that? <gasps> oh, sorry, my bad. Oops. Too much too soon. Yeah, it was a little early. My bad. Too much anyway. too soon. <laughs> <laughs> The whole point to that whole thing is, look, there's nothing special about someone who's in leadership or in any sort of authoritative role inside of a church versus those who are not, aside from they have answered a call that God has put on their life, right. and they have submitted to that call and all the people involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's very much as though, um, and, and this is, I, I think this is how it operates in a lot of ways around here, is just a bunch of people who love God and who are spending every provision of God that they can in order to share God's blessings with other people. In other words, everybody here in one lump sum looking to find someone to bless. Love you, bye.